Hey, yo, happy Aloha Friday. Welcome back to A, bro. This is the second episode with your boy Mike and Mike on the mic. This is Mike, M-A-I-K, here with my boy Mike, M-I-K-E. Let's go. What's up with it? Today, we're going to be discussing the UFC fights going on this Saturday, tomorrow. It's UFC Fight Night 143. We're going to be breaking down seven fights for you guys. Um, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get it rolling. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of it, all right? Yeah. All right, so the first card we got, first fight on the card, we got Alexander Hernandez and Do- Donald Cerrone. Alexander Hernandez currently has a 10 and 1 record and is coming off a decision win over Ob- Olivier Mercy. <laughs> hey, sorry. I mean, they got difficult names in the UFC, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so we're, we're going to try our best to not butcher people's names in this podcast because. I mean, there's people from all over the world, obviously, fighting in the UFC. So, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, here we go. Donald Cerrone and yeah, so, Alexander. Um, yeah, this is Cowboy's first fight um, back at 155 after that win against Mike Perry he had with an arm bar. Um, yeah. Alexander's been talking a lot of smack to Cowboy. He's been trying to get in his head, and everybody knows Cowboy doesn't respond well to um, to smack talk. You can Everybody saw it in Nate Diaz's fight. Nate Diaz was in his face. He got it. He was in his ear, peppering him, hitting him with some jabs, and Cowboy responded really bad to it. and Very poorly. Ever since then, people have been using a tactic of talking to him. Darren Till did the same thing, too. Um, yeah, oh, Alex is coming off a win over that guy. I just butchered his name. Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, before that, he KO'd um, Binel Dariush in 42 seconds. So he's been looking real solid recently in this, um, in this span of last couple fights. And I really think it's going to be a tough fight for Cowboy Cerrone. Who, he only won two of his last five fights, which is not good. Yeah, I mean, that's not... I mean, two of the last five, that means you lost three, so... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Alex, is a, he's a pressure fighter. He um, he changes levels real well. He mixes it up real well, too. He, he does, he's not real... He's not one-dimensional. He... He hits you... Well, he gets you against the cage. He's in your face. He backs you He backs you up. And he implements it, that, um, that grinding style. And yeah, a real workhorse. Yeah, he's a real workhorse. But I mean, Cerrone, he he uses his Muay Thai kicks. He gets his respect early. I I, I think he could he could really do some some damage in this fight. Yeah, and Cowboy has some sneaky jiu-jitsu too. He submitted Mike Perry off his back. His triangle is dangerous. But I'm still gonna go with the 26 year old Alexander Hernandez. Man, he's he's been tearing it up recently. He talks a lot of smack, and man, he gets a lot of eyes on him. Yeah, and as you said before, you know, Cerrone doesn't really respond well to trash talk, so. Yeah, I think this guy could be a real problem for 155ers in the, in the future. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to roll with you, Mike. I'm going to have to go with Alexander as, as well. Nice, I mean, nice. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, actually going to agree for the first time here on Abra. Abra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the next fight is um, Carl Robertson versus Glover Teixeira. Yeah, we're just going to hop right into the next fight that we're going to be breaking down for you guys. Yeah, so starting off, yeah, this is a super late notice. Step in for Carl Robertson. But considering of like how Glover's last fight's been, it's it could be it could pay off to be a real good gamble for him. I think Glover's Glover Teixeira's boxing experience and his overall like the amount of fights that he's been in over Carl Robinson. Carl Robinson only had eight fights. Glover had over yeah. thirty fights. I mean, Carl is also seven and one in those eight fights, though. Yeah, so yeah. You, you got you got to respect the guy. I mean, and people forget Glover just got Glover's last two fights. He got he got knocked out from Rumble. In 13 seconds. I mean, rumble is a rumble is rumble. You Any, know what I Rumble mean, hits anybody and they're going to sleep. But Gus, Gus kind of toyed with him, man. People forget, like Gus, high level. But Glo- I'm, I'm gonna go with Glover in this one. I think Glover, I think it's too, um, 
too late of a notice to step up in a, on a fight, especially yeah. somebody high level like Glover. I mean, Glover is kind of older, so and and Carl is you know up and coming. Obviously, seven one. He's only twenty eight years of age. Um, Glover has the reach advantage in this fight. He, he's also a little taller, so uh, I mean. It could pay off. It could pay off real well yeah. for Glover. There's a lot of eyes on this card. And this is the first ESPN card. Um, it's in Brooklyn, and it's free too. So people forget. There's gonna be a lot of people watching. A lot of casual fans watching ESPN. Yeah. So I mean, I I think we're both in agreement on this one too. Uh, Glover's gonna to Glover's gonna come in and take that fight, just strictly off of past fights. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that the, technically the next fight um, is Paige Van Zandt versus Rachel Osovich, but we're gonna break that down later because that's a fight I hold dear to my heart because Rachel's my teammate. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. If you guys don't know, Mike M I K E, he actually trains himself for MMA. He's um, a member of Jesus is Lord Gym, and he trains with Ra- Rachel Osovich. So we're gonna wait until like co-main event status to break that one down for you yeah, guys. Yeah, because that's how pretty much we're seeing it is like a co-main event. Yeah, that, that yeah. one's like close to us because as we said in the first podcast, we're also from Hawaii. You know, Rachel's from Hawaii. Yeah. So we're going to hold that one off until later. So we're yeah, going to so, go ahead and jump in to the next one. Yeah, so the next one is um, Joseph. Do- Joseph Benavides versus Dustin Ortiz. Um both guys are super high level um dustin ortiz is a journeyman he's been around forever um but joseph benavides is top three that's this is top echelon guys this guy if it wasn't for like i said before if it wasn't for demetrius johnson i i truly believe joseph benavides would be the champion hey, demetrius right johnson's my guy you know he yeah. born in madisonville kentucky even though he fights out of parkland maryland i i that's my guy mighty mouse is my guy <laughs> yeah so, man mighty I, mouse is unreal like man Animal. Yeah. Most consecutive title defenses in UFC history. Just wanted to throw that out there, even though it's off subject. But then again, it's a fight. Anything can happen. I, D- Dustin has, Dustin looks super focused at the weigh-ins. We were just watching the yeah, Mike. Oh, um, yeah, he, yeah. He could come in, and I feel like Dustin could cross problems for Joseph Benavides, who hasn't fought in a while. But yeah, like like everybody's been talking in the media. Like they don't know what the fate of the flyweight division is gonna be like. Um, not at Demetrius Johnson's at one FC and Henry Henry Cejudo's um titles on the line. So. Yeah, this could be this could be a number one contender fight for sure. Most definitely, for sure. Yeah, I mean these guys are like almost dead even when it comes to size. I mean, they're one inch off in height. Their their reach is the same at sixty five inches. They both weigh the same at one twenty five. Obviously, they're fighting in the same division. So, I mean, this one's really a, a coin toss in this one. It could go either way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm personally gonna go with um, Joseph Benavides. I like I like his style, the way he judges distance. The way he gets in, yeah, and that guy's a high, that guy's an elite flyweight, one twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're going three for three here, Mike. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Joseph as well. Nice. I mean, good, for good, the good. simple <laughs> fact of experience over non-experience, you know, Joseph is four years the elder. Um, he's he's got more fights under his belt, so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna roll with Joseph on this one too. Yeah, and on to the next one: Yancy Maderos versus Gregor Gillespie. Gillespie. Oh, Gillespie, yeah. yeah. So, you know, UFC, we're butchering names here. We apologize again if you guys are getting offended by that, which I, I, I really don't think you should. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been on the fence back and forth for this fight. Um, man, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Gregor. Um, this guy's 12 and 0. Gregor is an animal. Yeah. We, we were watching his highlights earlier 
He's been on a tear recently. A absolute tear. I mean, the guy is coming well off well rounded. Two, yeah, he's coming off of two um, arm triangle submissions back to back. Man, he holds the sixth fastest knockout. The sixth fastest <laughs> knockout in <laughs> in his division's history. So I man, mean, bro, he threw that stat out of yeah, nowhere. But yeah, I, man, that guy that random stat. <laughs> the casual like, out from the people outside looking in, the casual fan don't doesn't realize this guy. This guy's an animal. Like we, me, oh, yeah. and Mike, me and Mike as well. Like we just found out how this, like how this guy moves and the way, like the fluidity. Yeah, the guy movement. is definitely twelve and zero for a reason. Yeah, like man, the guy is fluent movement. He he's just his wrestling. Like he's well, super well rounded, man. It's all crazy. around animal. Just, yeah. but he, he's crazy in the octagon. But Yancey's from Hawaii, and we gotta go with Yancey. And dude is a walking fighter tonight, and he comes to he comes to fight. You gotta have all your your box is checked when you come with Yancey. This guy is gonna put a he's gonna put a pace on you. He's in your face. His jujitsu sneaky. He can submit you anywhere. This guy's boxing is is real good. And this is his return back to 155. I personally didn't like him at 170. I thought he was undersized. I thought he was kind of small or skinny for the division. But now that he's returning back to 155 after that loss to Cowboy, I, I'm liking his chances. He took a year off. He seems real confident in his training, and this should be. Yeah, he had I'm, that rib injury. Yeah, he had that rib injury. Caught, got him out for two months um, training. But, um, yeah, like, I really think this is going to be fighter tonight and potential fighter of the year candidate. Oh, yeah, definitely. After watching Gregor Gillespie's highlights, I'm, I'm going to have to go in a different direction from you here for the first time on our UFC cards, Mike. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to roll with Gregor on this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the guy is an so, absolute animal. I mean, his hooks are from hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> The yeah. guy, the guy is an absolute beast in the octagon. I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Gregor Gillespie in this one. I mean, he's gonna be 13 and 0 after this Saturday, I believe. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Yancey in a war. I think Yancey's gonna pull it out. Yancey's been there before. He knows what to expect. I think Gregor, I think Gregor has a good mind. Like he has a good head on his shoulder, but I think Yancey's been in this war. He's, he's, he's gonna be composed. Yeah, for sure. Be- I mean, Yancey's been in 20 fights already. So, yeah, I'm 21 not- if you count his no contest. I'm like I'm liking this uh, matchup. This gonna be this gonna be a fun fight, fun exciting fight. Oh yeah, definitely, sure. definitely a candidate for fighter of the night. Like without the fights even going on, I I, I believe it will be the fight of the night. Like you said, Mike. Uh, so we're just gonna go ahead and hop into the next one. Yeah. So the next one is Greg Hardy versus Alan Crowder. The co-main event of the night: Greg Hardy and Alan Crowder. Greg Hardy, as you guys know, he was a former NFL football pro bowler. He played for the Cowboys. Um, that that guy is a hammer in the octagon as well. Yeah. He, um, man, we've seen him. We just watched a, a couple of his highlights as well. And freak of nature. Freak. Absolute freak. He's got 20 pounds on this guy, Alan Crowder. I mean, he's got a four-inch reach advantage. I I really like Greg Hardy in this one, Mike. Who, yeah, who um, like? I like um, I think I'm gonna go with Alan Crowder, man. I think I think the experience, the bright lights, is gonna get to um Greg Hardy. There's a lot of media controversy going on with the media of course, because of course. him and Rachel's on the same card, and you know um Greg Hardy had that domestic violence. Case yeah, I mean it's a it's a champion versus champion card, so yeah. But I really think the um the experience is gonna show in this, and so not taking away from the athletic ability that Greg Hardy oh, has, yeah, definitely. This could be... I mean, it's heavyweight. Anything can happen. Yeah. Anybody could get slept from any punch. So, it, 
I mean, even at the weigh-ins, like Greg Hardy, he looked he looked composed. Like, yeah, yeah. Alan Crowder came up, put his hands up against him, and everything. And Greg Hardy just stared him in his face and smiled at him. Yeah, and Greg so, Hardy has a big name already, so this could yeah he could be a star, like a potential. So I, that, that's why I'm picking him. I I really feel like he's already accustomed to the bright lights. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, and for his sure, for sure. NFL career and everything, because I mean. What's what's brighter than NFL lights? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're on the co-main event too. So yeah. I feel like the um, UFC executives are are really throwing all in on this on this fight. For sure. I mean, so now we're gonna go into our personal co-main event, which would be Paige Van Zant versus Rachel Ostovich. Um, this is the sixth fight we're gonna break down for you guys. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is Paige's first fight since the um, arm surgery, and this is also her first fight at 125. Um, she, as everybody knows, she's a natural strawweight. She had her most of her career at strawweight, and yeah, pe- from looking at the outside in, like everybody said, um, you look at this fight, like man, these these two models going at it pretty yeah. much, right? So, but but people don't realize that they're high level athletes. Paige, they don't call her twelve gauge for nothing, man. She hits that that next level. Absolutely. Her output is crazy. Paige's Paige Van Zandt's output is nonstop, and Rachel's also, Rachel's. I train with Rachel personally, and I know for a fact that Rachel is strong. Like we, yeah, I know Rachel strong. Yeah, she, course, I see course. her ragdoll guys and, and, <laughs> stuff. and stuff. And when he says guys, he means literal guys, guys like yeah. like men. And yeah, I feel like I feel like this this is a real big fight for both both people. There's there's a lot on the line, a lot of publicity, a lot of eyes are on this fight for sure. And I feel like if whoever gets this could use a stepping stone for. Yeah, this is a huge rank. fight for both fighters. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of attention on it for obvious reasons because it, it one they look good, two this on the um it's the first card of the year and yeah um so I'm just gonna go into the keys for keys of victory for both people um for Paige Van Zandt she's got to keep the pressure on she's got to utilize her wrestling her high output um yeah and Paige has to keep her keep Rachel backing up the whole fight and that's how that's how I feel like it should go and for Rachel. I um watching like breaking down Paige's fights. I I see, I see that um Paige doesn't like to be backed up. I I feel like she's high level going forward, like when she's putting on the pressure. But I feel like there's some amorish, am, amorish, amateurish. <laughs> um, yeah, she she definitely has some some amateur. Um, while while she's backing up, her counter punching is not that is not that good. Nothing yeah. to worry about. And um, I feel like if Rachel can use her size and and clinch her up against the cage, you like bully her bully Paige around. Um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Rachel could kind of throw her around, ragdoll her. Yeah, I mean, in in my opinion as well, like Rachel's really gonna have to use her weight in this one. I mean, Paige has the reach advantage, so I mean, I really feel like she's gonna have to like back her up against the cage, like you're saying, because Paige is a lot stronger when she's going forward in the fight. And if if she's on her back foot and Rachel has her unbalanced, then I feel like Rachel really has a, a good shot at winning this fight. So I mean. I'm obviously gonna take Rachel with with you. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm assuming you're gonna take Rachel yeah, yeah, as well. That's my teammate. So. I can, yeah, I'm yeah. going with her for sure. Yeah, and and I feel like Rachel Rachel has to take the center of the octagon. She has to gain on um, Paige's respect from the jump, so Paige doesn't doesn't keep marching forward on her. Of course, she catches um she catches Paige with a with a good shot. I feel like she could get her respect. Then from there, um she could she could use her sneaky jujitsu. She had um two of her wins are from arm bars. Yeah, and she changed um. <laughs> She utilizes her cha- or level changes. She could use Paige. She could keep her guessing the whole fight, and I, li- I like her chances after that if she keeps Paige guessing. For sure. So, I mean, there you have it on that one. We're obviously going with the 
the hometown hero Rachel Ostovich in that one. Super excited. I'm, yeah, bro, I'm proud. I'm proud for her. I'm happy for her. This is her moment. You know, she had. There's a lot of. There was a lot of controversy, but I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we won't get into that. But yeah, like this, I'm happy for her. Yeah, it's a big stage. Definitely man. a big she fight puts, for her. She puts a lot of a lot of um. As we were saying before, the bright lights are on. Yeah, so man, and it's her time to shine. She, yeah, I see the work that she puts in, and I wanted to, I want to see it pay off for her. She's she's an awesome person. Yeah, and she's I mean great. also Paige isn't a natural flyweight like like you were saying earlier. Yeah, so I yeah. mean. I, I really feel like that that weight advantage is gonna lead yeah, in no. Rachel's favor. Yeah, like what I was talking about the clinch. Like if she can clinch up with her, people forget that um, Paige Paige got kind of thrown around by Michelle Watterson in the clinch. She Michelle Watterson um, hip tossed her and an arm barred her. So like I feel like if Rachel could do the same thing, she could you, she could dominate the fight. I feel like, but yeah, most definitely. So there we you have on. it on that one on yep. to the main event champion versus champion henry cejudo versus tj dillashaw so but, yeah when i'm looking when i'm breaking down this fight i'm looking at it i'm i'm thinking this is this might be the highest demonstration of mma wrestling versus olympic wrestling we're ever going to see in the octagon um yeah tj is one of the best mma wrestlers out there of course henry cejudo is an olympic gold medalist um he he won the gold medal in olympics for wrestling like this guy is <laughs> as high level as it gets and um but you know um a lot of stuff doesn't tra- transfer from um olympic wrestling because there's a lot of places where you in situations where you think you're safe in um regular wrestling but you're not you can be tko'd but so looking at it i break it down into two categories striking and wrestling oh yeah of course the the striking is very key in this fight to me the striking to me has a biggest gap between the two guys wrestling there's a gap but like i feel like striking striking covers that gap a lot because tj has 14 tj recorded 14 significant strikes per minute that's double the output of um henry suhudo in one minute henry puts struggles to put out seven per minute that's a pay i think tj is going to put a pace on suhudo that he's not going to be able to keep up with most definitely I, w- I would i would definitely have to go with tj and his striking abilities over henry and his striking abilities even though henry is an excellent striker himself yeah, yeah but, for sure i mean we all seen what what tj can do in the octagon with his striking abilities i mean what he did against cody garbrandt uh, of times. course twice and cody garbrandt is high super high level boxing and he he kind of toyed with him you know what I mean? yeah like, he kind of you know got into his head he got, bit, he got so. into his head he um closed the range like man tj striking is like i personally put tj as the number one um Number one bantamweight of all time. Oh, I yeah. know there's a lot of people that put um, Dominic Cruz and, but yeah, there's um. Well, they 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 say that because you know Dominic had the the victory over TJ. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm, I'm gonna get back to that later. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a key to victory for uh, Mr. Of course, of a course, Easter egg for y'all. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Henry's wrestling it could be better. Oh and yeah, like, for it, sure. If yeah. they if they take it to that point and they actually get into like a wrestling match, I, I feel like Henry has a, a high probability of winning of winning, but. In my honest opinion, I'm gonna have to roll with TJ, strictly because of his striking ability, and I don't, I don't feel like it's gonna actually come down yeah. to the wrestling portion yeah. of the fight. So I'm gonna have to take TJ, and I'm, I, I'm actually gonna like predict a, a, a round, round and oh, wow. and, a, and a knockout. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna consider it a knockout victory for TJ Dillashaw. TKO and the, or knockout, knockout, like a, like a knockout, like all right. smooth on, on his ass. Henry Cejudo's <laughs> down, down for the count. Uh, I'm gonna project. Third round, third, third round? round, roughly two and a half minutes in. I'm I'm gonna say TJ knocks him out. Man, that's so, that's a bold prediction, but yeah, yeah, that's a cool take. Our first prediction here on 
on our UFC cards. Yeah. yeah. And go ahead, Mike. What? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Again, like TJ striking to me is the biggest gap. Like if you if you ever personally watch TJ, it's literally watching poetry in motion. The way he the way he times, the way he judges distance, the way he moves in and out, um, his killer instinct when you're on the cage, like, man, there's, he's, he, he hits you with so much things to think about at once and it overloads you and you start reacting instead of engaging and that, he got you on your, he got you guessing yeah. pretty much and when you're guessing, you're not thinking, you know what I mean? Or when, yeah. When, yeah, when you're guessing, you're not reacting, so, yeah, um, I feel like TJ's gonna be too much for him in the striking department, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be real bad, um, not, not taking anything away from Suhudo. Um, of course, of course. Yeah, so I'm gonna just go right into it. Suhudo's keys, keys to victory. If, if he wants to get the nod on Saturday, is um, utilize your wrestling, take him down, wear TJ out, which I know TJ's cardio was unreal, but get him on the ground, rough him up a little bit, ground and pound him. Um, and ultimately, the only way, the only weakness I seen TJ have was when he fought Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz kind of caught him flat-footed. Yeah. He was loading up on his shots. He he kind of was predictable. He was getting he was getting Suhudo um Yeah, similar to Paige, right. he has to keep moving forward. Yeah, TJ. yeah. Yeah. He has to he has to make TJ um he has to make TJ load up. If TJ's not loading up and he's just if TJ's flowing, yeah. Th- there's no, no there's no chance that Henry he's go- comes out victorious. Him. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's a fight so uh, any Of course, of course. But anything goes. If you catch TJ, Dominic Cruz caught TJ flat-footed and and yeah, and of course Dominic Cruz won that fight. That was a real close fight, but that's the only weakness I seen. Like, cause I don't think TJ has as much power as Cody Garbrandt. I don't. I personally don't think so, but we never know. And um, yeah, like the way the way TJ moves, man, it's crazy. The the feints, everything he everything he does, he expects a reaction from you, and and there's no wasted movement in there. It's man, it's beautiful. Like I personally would want to fight like TJ Dillashaw. Everybody, everybody <laughs> that I know wants to fight like that guy. But yeah. Well-rounded, super. I I put him up on my um, on my um Mount Rushmore of UFC fighters. Yeah. So I mean, there you have it for that champion versus champion breakdown. And it's for the new break, uh, new belt too. The new belt. Oh and, man, man! If you belt. guys did not see the new belt, the new belt looks pretty sick. It looks the like new a UFC Power Legacy Championship belt. It looks like a Power Rangers utility belt, but man, <laughs> it is sick. it is crazy. Um, the 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 new era of the belt, it. On the left side of the plate, it has one like ruby stone, which like signifies like when the when the champion became the champion, and then after each title defense, another ruby stone will be added to prove well not to prove but to show how like like how many championship fights that the fighter has had and successfully defended his title. So I mean that yeah, cool. I, I feel like that's really cool. Give him something to work for, yeah. Yeah, Collect exactly. His Collect yeah. his rubies, and then. On the also on the left side of the belt, it has um, like the the fighter's weight class and his or her name. So I, I feel like that that's another cool addition. You yeah, know what I'm cool. saying? They yeah. they could add their name to their belt. That, that's really cool. And then on the right side of the plate, it has eight stones, which are like diamonds, of course. They which signify the the eight corners of the octagon. Yeah, yeah. So so you know what I'm saying? It's like man, it, it's a really nice belt. If you guys haven't seen it, I would really recommend going to check it out. It's a, it's a really cool belt. Yeah, interesting concept yeah, they came up with. Yeah. Surprising. They, they really put some thought into it. Yeah, you can tell, man. It's like, oh. But, yeah. Um, yeah, this ESPN deal. ESPN and Fox is going to, um, man, it's going to put a lot of eyes on, on UFC. Oh, yeah, of course. ESPN, you know, the worldwide leader in sports. I mean, 
that that's obviously everyone's ultimate goal when and it's you're... gonna be a one two two yeah. two you know what i mean like i fall asleep with channels on one two two, <laughs> two you know I, mean? I watch that all day yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting if you guys don't know where to, to find it it's on espn plus i believe the prelims is on espn plus yeah and then in the um no the early prelims are in espn plus then it switches back to um to one two 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 then the main card the one we just broke down is on espn plus again so you, yeah they got you switching back and forth but i feel like they're gonna work the kinks out on that um yeah for sure but yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a good good fun week and the manny pacquiao fight is on saturday of too. course of course keeping it in the realm of fighting manny pacquiao adrian browner I, I really like adrian browner's trash talking he's man <laughs> I, i'm liking adrian browner's chances in that fight for i also real. i also seen a video of um, michael blackson he was talking trash oh, for manny, oh, manny pacquiao. oh yeah that was, was hilarious yeah. i mean that, talking that's, about the donating money and yeah, stuff, yeah i mean that, oh, that that's a little off subject from the ufc but hey it, it's still in the fight world so yeah and um yeah it's gonna be crazy. It's good. It's gonna be a good week. Great, fight, great so. card. Great card coming up this weekend. The I press mean, conference is good. There was a lot. There was a lot of good publicity there. There was a lot of um, started a lot of controversy in that. Yeah, like, I of love course. It, man. I, I love. I love watching UFC. I mean, we only broke down seven fights for you guys here. Um, um, we wasn't it, about to break down Johnny yeah. Appleseed's fight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we we felt like the prelims were kind of unnecessary to break down for you. If you guys were really interested in the prelims, you you could, um, you know, look look up the prelim fighters and do some research on them. But yeah, we're gonna try. Oh, we're gonna try to get some guests on here too. Yeah, a lot of people that yeah. know stuff that more than we know. You know. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> gonna try to get a little some, bit. Yeah, we're gonna try to get some some high level guests on on this show so we could, you know, get some interest in you guys and. Again, if you guys have any questions or comments that you want to leave us, we're more than happy to take them and answer them to the best of our ability. And yeah, we're gonna try to get. Oh, we're gonna try to get a YouTube channel. Or oh, we got a YouTube channel up, but we're gonna try to get like a visual feed. So you yeah, guys can see yeah, us we're, like, we're gonna try and get the cameras going so that you guys can see Mike and Mike on the mic. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> not not just hear us. Yeah. But I believe I believe that's it for this UFC Fight Night One Forty Three card in our second episode of a bro with mike and mike a on the bro. mic hey bro so i mean yeah we're gonna we, sh we should break down like some basketball stuff too yeah what you think about that oh yeah of course season? of course yeah. basketball is definitely in our future i i can see it yeah but let us know what you guys think any feedback any questions yeah any feedback is positive feedback even if it's negative we'll take it yeah we'll, we'll take negative yeah <laughs> we, we really appreciate the listens and we hope you guys continue to listen and I, I think that's gonna do it unless if you have anything else to conclude with mike nah that's it like yeah man we take this stuff seriously too for people that think we're out here joking around but we we actually been studying stuff that we talk about so it's not like we're just pulling out of our yeah. ass you know what i mean but yeah not just pulling needles out of haystacks over here but, but yeah thank you yeah thank you guys for listening